This podcast contains many, 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 many movie spoilers. Consider this your warning. Okay, you have now been warned. Enjoy. Alright, welcome to another spooky edition of No Texting During the Movie, the podcast where I started a podcast so my wife would watch movies with me. Each week we take turns choosing a film to watch, analyze, and review. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry you haven't found a better podcast. Tori, what movie did we pick for our spooky Halloween edition 2020, October 31st? Go. Silence of the Lambs. Ba ba black sheep, have you any skin? <laughs> there you go. Very Doo-doo-doo. scary. Tori, did you like this movie? I did not. I did not like it at all. It was too dark for me. It was thrilling, suspenseful, just not my cup of tea. You know, not something that I would sit down and watch if I was by myself. I felt bad watching this movie with you because I like this movie. I've I've known this movie for a long time. Obviously, it's, it's won many, many awards. It's considered a, a horror classic, uh, much like in the same vein as Psycho, but obviously from 91, so it's going to be a little edgier little crazier. But watching this movie through your lens, because I'm sitting right next to you, was not fun um, because I just knew each scene that was coming up and how it would affect you. And I felt bad for you, to be honest. <laughs> so, um, but that being said, watching it again, yeah, I do like this movie. It's a classic. But um, how many years have we been married? Four. In all my four years of being married to you, I've never seen you watch a movie through your sweatshirt. (laughs) It gave me the opportunity to close my eyes without you having to tell me not to close my eyes. Yeah. During uh, a few of the scenes, you look like the headless horseman. Your head was fully submerged in your sweatshirt. I couldn't see your head. And you were watching the movie through your your sweatshirt, which I, is kind of like a knitted sweatshirt. So mm-hmm. I can kind of, I'm sure there is still, you could see through a little bit, but not, not enough to be super scary. Just a little scary. It was scary. I needed that outlet to just. Needed that like uh, smoke screen. Yeah. How was that? Um, how was that view behind that crocheted sweatshirt you got going on right now? It was great. I could um, stretch it out a little bit so I can see the show or I could not. So it really gave me a lot of options of how scared do I want to be right now, right? <laughs> so, so if you weren't scared, you would stretch the shirt out more so the holes would get bigger. Yes. And if you were scared, <laughs> would you close your eyes under the sweatshirt? Both. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In, in certain scenes, especially in the end. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Now I know what you were doing over there. Um, you just look like you were, um, sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) You look like you were in a cocoon, a moth cocoon. (laughs) So I'll go ahead and break down the synopsis real quick. Perplexed by a string of grisly murders elaborately executed by the elusive mass killer nicknamed Buffalo Bill, the vulnerable and untried FBI trainee Clarice Starling is assigned by the special agent Jack Crawford to assist in the manhunt. 
hoping to attain a clearer perception of the psychopathic serial killer's modus operandi. The young investigator reluctantly accepts the help of another hideous monster, the brilliant psychiatrist and cannibalistic mass murderer, Dr. Hannibal Lecter. Now, with every visit to the manipulative doctor's heavily reinforced prison cell, Clarice delves just a little bit deeper into the dark mind of a homicidal maniac. However, how far is she willing to go to unearth pure evil? Wow. That was quite a wild ride. Um, let's go ahead and go right into the cringiest scene. What was the cringiest scene for you, Tori? Cringiest scene. Ooh, there was a lot in this movie. I would have to say the most cringiest scene was when Hannibal Lecter got out of his his jail cell, uh, and he bit into the policeman's face. And you Are can you just... talking about when he's been relocated and he's kind of in this like bird cage sort of cell? Yes, yes. The big bird cage and then the two police officer guard guys bring him up some food. Um, and then he had a nail in his hand and he got himself out. Anyway, so the cringiest scene was when he bit his the guy's face and you could just see a chunk of flesh just out of this man's face. Yes, out of his cheek. Yeah, out of his cheek mouth. I thought when he did that, my first reaction was, oh, he just like ate his tongue off or something like that. But then when you saw his face, it was very evident what he did. Yeah, he definitely bit a chunk of that man's cheek out. Mm -hmm. And then um, right after that, do you remember when he takes the baton and he's like hitting the other dude that he mm -hmm. had just... That was disturbing for me. Mm -hmm. I hated the way his... And he wasn't blinking when he was hitting him with the baton and then the blood was like lightly spattering on his face. And he he was almost doing it in like a dancey way. I don't know how to explain it, but the way that he, he struck him with the baton was almost like choreographed looking. It was very disturbing. Like he was enjoying it, which he, was super, he, super gross. Exactly. And then at the end, he looks up into this like bright cool looking light and his face just has blood everywhere in it oh and he's listening to the the orchestra music mm -hmm. on the vinyl yeah and he's just you know he's just wrapped it's like he just wrapped up a he's just enjoying himself this is just a friday night for him he's a cannibal hannibal the cannibal so what about you? What was your cringiest scene? My cringiest scene, I would have to say, is probably the sofa scene. And the sofa scene is when Buffalo Bill is outside that girl's apartment. Can I help you with that? Would you? Sure. Thank you. That's all right. You look kind of handicapped. Yeah. I got it this far. I just can't get it up in the truck. So. Okay. Scratch it. Oh. Okay. Good. Yeah, set it down. That's good. Uh, get in a truck and I want to push it all the way up. I really appreciate it. I remember the first time I watched this, I had never seen it before, but I knew exactly what was going to happen. I knew that somehow he was going to turn this situation into like a kidnap situation. And as soon as she gets in the van to help him move the sofa to the front of the van... I knew it was all over. And it's just so cringy because you're like, lady, don't help this guy. He's fine. He can clearly get the sofa in himself. Mm -hmm. He didn't look like it, but he was he was a grown man. I mean, he could get the sofa in there. Um, so at the end of the day, ladies and, and gentlemen out there, if you see somebody that is looking like they're struggling a little too hard to get a sofa into a van or a truck or any sort of loading vehicle... <laughs> <laughs> 
don't help. Do not help them. Run away. Leave them alone. (laughs) If they were smart, they would have gotten the help of a friend or a relative, but uh, you don't need to help that person. Just take your groceries on inside and and, um, cook your meal. Carry on. Carry on. Keep calm and carry on, baby. So what was your favorite scene? This this one was hard for me. Um, Not a lot of favorite scenes for you, huh? Yeah, I had to really, I really had to scrape for one. So thinking through the whole movie again, I would have to say my favorite scene was when Hannibal Lecter was standing in his, um, in his kind of cell in the beginning of the movie mm. um, when the first shot that you see of him, he's just standing in his blue outfit, just super upright. Um, and he just looks like an actual psychopath. You could just see the psychosis radiating off of him. Right. That would be my my favorite scene, just because I was like, oh, this is what we're in for. That's actually my favorite scene as well. Really? Yeah. First of all, she's going down to this, uh, you know, where all, they keep all the worst of the worst murderers, serial killers, all this stuff. I find it hard to believe that those those uh, facilities look like that because that one is creepy as hell. She mm-hmm. walks down and it's all brick. It's very dark. The lights are super creepy. There's like um, five gates even to get there. Yeah. And also she has to like pass a bunch of other cells before she gets to Anthony Perkins' cell or, or uh, Hannibal Lecter's cell. And so, you know, she passes this one guy's cell and he's like, you know, sniffing and like jumping up and down the bars and stuff. And it's really scary. So it's all this tension that's kind of building up as she gets to Hannibal Lecter's cell. And right when she rounds the corner, he's just standing very erect. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> just straight up and down, six to midnight. He's just ready. It's like he's been waiting there for her all mm-hmm. day. You know, you see this manic person right before you see Hannibal Lecter, and he's just like very animalistic, and he's just, you know, he's like a rabid dog just in a cage. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Hannibal Lecter, and he's like very calm, very collected, and he's just waiting patiently. And he has this creepy smile on his face. And as soon as I you see him you just get chills because it's like oh my gosh this guy is Mm -hmm. who is this guy what's gonna happen with this this crazy cat and in the whole initial meeting of them first talking is is probably my favorite scene because it's it's so tense you have no idea what to expect you're not real fbi are you i'm still in training at the academy jack crawford sent a trainee to me yes i'm a student I'm here to learn from you. Maybe you can decide for yourself whether or not I'm qualified enough to do that. Mm. That is rather slippery of you, Agents, darling. You know, Clarice has been told not to give him any personal information about, like, her past or anything like that because he's, like, a master manipulator. And so you're kind of just tense in this whole conversation of of what's he going to say? What could he possibly do behind bars that would affect her in any way? Um, and I remember the first time I watched it, I was, I was a little younger. I watched a lot of movies. I keep saying every movie I saw, I was 13. But between 12 and 15, I consumed basically 
all of the mainstream movies you could think of, like all of the classics. Unreal. Unreal. I was watching Hannah Montana. (laughs) Just put perspective out there. Yeah. So I was enjoying things like this. And um, I remember like, even though there's this huge plexiglass barrier in between them, I was like so afraid when she went over to that drawer to like pass the files Mm -hmm. over to him. I was like, oh my gosh, is he going to get her? He, he's just a scary individual. So any scene with him is, is I was just crapping my pants. But that initial <laughs> meeting between them is my favorite scene because I, I just think there's so much going on there. And mm-hmm. it was it was really interesting. Yeah. What was your what was your what the heck scene? This was the whole scene where my my sweatshirt was over my face because it was just all right. Let's start when the aircraft carrier with all of those. Who are they? Okay, so the FBI, they have just told Clarice that they found the guy. They they yes, know where his yes. house is. So they're they're in the in the airplane and they're on their way to where they think that the the sheep guy is. Which is 400 miles away from where Clarice. Wait, the sheep guy? You mean Buffalo Bill? Buffalo Bill. Okay. Yeah. Are you saying the sheep guy just because it's called Silence of the Lambs? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so the sheep I guy, for a he's 400 miles away. So they're knocking on the door, and they, they have that van there, um, and they're going to drop All off the a SWAT gift. Guys All the there. SWAT guys are around the house. Their guns are pointed. Yeah, they're ready to just like raid this house and get him. Meanwhile, Buffalo Bill has this girl held captive and this girl has his dog so she's holding the dog about to kill the dog and he's about to kill her and then the doorbell rings and I'm just like oh my gosh what is going to happen right now he runs up the stairs gets dressed opens the door and I'm thinking oh it's the guy with the package and the SWAT's all around his house but it's Clarice well I'm investigating the death of Frederica Bimmel your name is oh uh, Jack Gordon Mr. Gordon um, well, Frederica used to work for Mrs. Lipman. Did you know her? No, uh uh-uh. Oh, wait. Was she a great big fat person? Mm. What the mother <laughs> heck? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty mind-blowing because I did not see that coming when Me I first either. watched the movie. Shocking. It was yeah. so shocking. So... That was my what the heck moment. And then like moving on that whole scene of her coming into the house and just she like sees the moth, sees the moth and the whole thing just starts to uncover that she's in Buffalo Bill's house. She's in Buffalo Bill's house. She sees the moth. He realized it. then he runs and he, I think he said he has to go to the bathroom or something. So he runs. No, she, she draws her gun and then he just runs away. Oh, maybe he does say I had to go to the bathroom. Um, but he's he just, just frantically like, ran like and grabbed his gun in the kitchen. Yeah. And then she's chasing him and you're just like, how is this going to end? And then, so then they end up by the well and she sees her and, and I'm just waiting for Buffalo Bill to come out around the corner and he's not coming out from anywhere. So then she ends up in this other room and I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but that dead body in the bathtub, just like soaking in right. stuff. Yeah. So that was my what the heck scene. My what the heck scene is is also kind of tied into your what the heck scene. Um, my what the heck scene is I was really thinking about this basement 
What was up with this basement? This basement had like a hundred different doors. It looked like some sort of haunted house that mm-hmm. was set up. There's a bunch of rickety ass doors. Uh, there's random bathrooms. There's a well in this basement. I almost feel like this basement should be like a map in Halo or or um, Ghost Recon or one of those uh, shooting games uh, that I don't know anything about because I don't play video games. But it's like it, different levels. It, yeah, it felt like a level and it felt like this basement was never ending and I mm-hmm. didn't understand the um, the architecture of the basement and I felt like you know if if Buffalo Bill didn't live there I would want to play like paintball in that basement or something because you know there's all these different places to hide um, the basement was just a mind F for me I, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't make heads or tails of it really and um, so I would like to I would like to get the blueprints of this place maybe recreated if I can build my own house not recreated that sounds weird I'm not trying to keep anybody in a well here but um, you know the kids can play down there they can have a good time it's it, you know we, we could repurpose the space is what I'm saying <laughs> okay <laughs> so so my face right now says everything <laughs> okay I'm we sorry will not ever do that I'm sorry it's creepy as fuck <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I think, you know, in the right context, it's, it is a roomy basement. There's a lot of places, a lot of, um, you know, Moving n- on. N- nooks and crannies is what I'll say. So let's get right into it. Date, marry, or make disappear forever. Okay. So who are our characters that we're working with today? All right. This is what we're working with today. I wanted to make it hard because mm-hmm. I, there's really only a couple redeeming characters in this movie. So I had to get, I had to get creative. So our three characters are Hannibal Lecter, Buffalo Bill, or Clarice. Hmm. That's hard. Do you want me to go first? No, I think I'd like to go first. Go for it. Because I feel like we're pretty aligned for this movie you for think the so? most part. Like okay. I feel like we have the si- similar we're on categories. The same wavelength. Yeah, we're definitely on the same wavelength. So I'll go first. Let's start with date. So this was this is actually really hard to figure out who I would date or kill. Um, so I kind of went based on who I trusted more, I okay. guess. Um, and naturally, we saw more of Hannibal Lecter in the movie. So I went with. Date. I would date Hannibal Lecter, even though he's a cannibalistic serial killer. I think that he wouldn't necessarily kill me on the first date. So I'd go on one date and then either ghost him. Yeah, ghost him or, you know, run away. So I would survive. Okay. Um, I would. Where do you guys think you would? What do you think you would do for a date? I would go somewhere in Publix. I would maybe go out to dinner at a restaurant. Mm, you're gonna go. You're gonna go to dinner with him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Because if I was alone with him, right. then I would be the dinner. I just yeah. I'm I'm just trying to think of like dinner in any context with Hannibal Lecter is just a little bit of a red flag for me. I think it would be funny. Okay. I would laugh. You think it'd be? I think it'd be really funny and would you, ironic. Would you go to a vegan place or would you do somewhere steakhouse. with me? Steakhouse. Steakhouse. Hundred percent. All right. Because then he could get his fix of the, you know. Well, I think he desires <laughs> a little bit more than beef. You know what I mean? Oh, but if we're in public, you know, nothing bad's gonna happen. So that's my hope there. So All I right. would date him. I would. I would marry Clarice. I think she is stable and sane, mm-hmm. and she's smart. 
Mm-hmm. Lovely lady. Um, and then I would make disappear forever Buffalo Bill. Uh, he's just, I, I would not want to spend one second with him. Okay. That makes sense. So there's my three. How about you? What, wh- who would you date, marry, and disappear forever? All right. For a date, I picked Buffalo Bill. Unpack that. Okay, cool. So Buffalo Bill, number one, um, he's a bit of a budding fashionista. So, you know, he, he appreciates clothing, you know, he has, he has a certain style to him and I just appreciate that. And I, I feel like there's some, I try and go through life as a sponge, right? And so, you know, I want to soak up different things that people are interested in and really kind of absorb them to (laughs) soak up his creepiness. I want to soak up, you know, other people's interest and try and like get inside their head and (laughs) see what makes them tick and and take the parts that I like and kind of adopt them to my personality. (laughs) So, you know, he's got fashion sense. I don't know a ton of people that are super into sewing. So I feel like I, you know, maybe could um, grab some of that uh, vibe that he's going on, maybe pick up some tips and tricks from him. Maybe throw on like a kimono and dance in front of the mirror. Oh, 100%. 100%. The old fruit bowl. The old tuck. Um, so, sewing. And then um, he has this crazy basement. And I would like to really take, you know, poke around in there, check it out. Maybe, um, again, I'm, I'm obsessed with getting the blueprints of this basement so I can potentially recreate it for recreational purposes. You know, maybe check out his basement. Maybe maybe figure out who the build builder was. Maybe it was somebody local that I could consult for a project of my own as far as like, you know, maybe a new build or something like that. So uh, get the blueprints for his basement because it's sick. Um, so that's that's who I'm dating. I don't know if I'm gonna glean all that stuff or, or absorb all that stuff from a first date, but I'm I'm thinking by second or third. So that's who I'm dating. Um, as far as Mary, I had the exact same choice as you, Clarice. I mean, she's on the up and up in the FBI. Um, she's driven. You know, she's a cute gal. So I, she just busted a huge national case wide open. So. I figure I could kind of, you know, ride her coattails in that way. Like, she's got this big name, and I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm I'm married to that. So give me a little bit of attention, too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of soak that up a little bit. And then as far as kill, I decided... Make disappear forever. Or, yeah, make disappear forever. Hannibal Lecter, he's got to go. I mean, I don't want to be eaten. What else do I need to say? I don't want to be eaten. But you tasty. Excuse me? <laughs> Jeez. On the podcast? This lady's crazy. Ooh. <laughs> oh my gosh. People are going ooh, to... Ooh, ooh, ooh. People are unsubscribing. They're uns- I can hear them. All right. So. There's always that edit and cut. <laughs> I'm going to cut you if Nip you keep... and tuck. <laughs> Wait, What? <laughs> Okay, anyways. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, um, what did we learn here? What did you learn here, Tori? Well, I learned that one, never walk alone anywhere. And two, never get into a man's van if he needs help. Okay. So I know that kind of piggybacked off of your, um, I believe it was your cringiest scene today with the van and all that stuff. Yeah. Because we kind of we talked about that earlier. But yeah, I think that 
there's a lot of people that are so unaware or maybe just not even unaware, just not street smart. So I think that's what I learned and that I would love to just share that news with everyone in the world. Exactly. Get that message out there. Um, All you young women who are size 14, (laughs) don't walk alone. (laughs) Or men. Or men. Who are size 14. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no hope. So, so what did you learn? Um, I actually uh, put, I wrote down, don't help anybody move, which was, <laughs> we're not very original on this episode, no, but, <laughs> but that being said, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of sidestep that and go with a different, uh, piece of advice here. If you love or know anybody that's really into insects, red flag. Yeah. If they're collecting cocoons and stuff, just keep an eye out on that person. You don't really know their, their life trajectory. Um, just, uh, you know, my ears are going to perk up if I, if I meet any butterfly lovers or moth lovers, it it feels like it's been in front of me this whole time, but now, you know, my ears are going to perk up and I'm going to say, Oh, okay. You, you're, you're an insect collector. Awesome. Can I see your basement? (laughs) (laughs) One word review. Go. Disturbing. Mm -hmm. I don't really think that needs a lot of uh, explanation. Nope. I think we're good. Mine was icky i just you know it kind of left me feeling a little icky that's my story and that's true to me i don't really feel like i need to unpack that but if you've seen this movie yeah it's a little icky Mm -hmm. so i got a couple fun facts for us before we uh before we head out here so jodie foster claims that during jodie foster clarice claims that during the first meeting between Lecter and starling sir anthony hopkins mocking of her southern accent was improvised on the spot foster's horrified reaction was genuine since she felt personally attacked she later thanked hopkins for generating such an honest reaction i thought that was pretty good Mm -hmm. that was part of my favorite scene of this movie is is their whole interaction and he has this one part where he just totally um, calls her out and does like an analysis of what he thinks um, her whole past history is. And you can tell by the look on her face that it's spot on. And it's just like, whoa, this guy's really smart and super perceptive, which makes him way creepier. Mm-hmm. My second fact, during the location scouting for the house in which the serial killer, Jamie Gum, was living, Jamie Gum or Ted Levine, or Levine, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, was amazed to discover that the house being considered was not only in the town where he grew up, but was literally next door to the house of his high school girlfriend creepy right (laughs) like so creepy there's a lot of houses in the u.s i'd I'd like to get a mathematical breakdown of that because that's that's insane Mm -hmm. a couple other facts here clarice jodie foster's character in silence of the lambs is actually what inspired scully from the x-files Whoa. Which I love the X-Files. And I can totally make that connection now because mm-hmm. strong woman, all about the facts, super confident, just a, a great character overall. So I could see why she was she was based off of Clarice. My last fact is Anthony Hopkins, apparently he was doing movies since the 60s, but they had mostly been television roles and small movies. He said if this movie didn't do well, he was actually going to leave and in, in, in pursue theater in Britain. Hmm. Um, so, uh, of course, the movie was an instant classic, basically. So 
he went on to do more and more movies and is basically a legend at this point. You know, he'd been doing it for a long time and just never had that breakthrough. And then this character just catapulted him into A-list status. So I thought that was crazy because sometimes you see older actors like that and you're like, oh, they must have always been famous. But, you know, acting is a, can be a grind. So mm-hmm. Sir Anthony Hopkins, I salute you. All right, Tori. So um, how many tornadoes did you give this movie? So I gave this a five tornadoes. Five out of ten. Five out of ten. It was definitely hard to watch. I would have given it a two or a three, but because it did have good suspense, the rating kind of bumped up to a five. I think for potatoes, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this eight potatoes. Wow. Eight out of ten. Eight. Hey, that's that's pretty high. I mean, it's such a classic and. Even knowing what was going to happen, I was still on the edge of my seat in that ending scene. And as you know, those are the movies I kind of gravitate towards, is movies that basically make me shit my pants. <laughs> so, um, you know, if I'm shitting and I'm shitting a lot, it's just a fest. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, you know, double thumbs up for me. <laughs> double thumbs in. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough from you. (laughs) So, Matt, for the last segment of this episode, we are both going to say a one-word review. I know we already did one before, but I think we both have another one-word review that could be super interesting. So, if you had a second word, what would it be? Ready ready for the countdown? Yeah. Three, two, one. Clarice. (laughs) What is that? <laughs> what is that That's noise? when he said uh, I, I ate his liver with some farva beans and key handy. That's so disturbing. Hello, Clarice. Hello, Clarice. Hello, Clarice. Awesome. Well, this has been no texting during the movie. And remember, at the end of the day, wait, hold on. <laughs> Let me let me start this over. This Thanks been... for listening to No Texting <laughs> During on, the Movie, the podcast. Oh, stop. <laughs> this Thanks is my for... this is my jurisdiction, Clarice. Um, yeah, this has been uh, No Texting During the Movie. Thank you for listening. And remember, whether you're a tornado or a potato, it's, it's all, all ketchup, ketchup at, at the, the end, end of the, the day, day baby. baby.